When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In Spring Branch, we speak more than 145 different languages, and that diversity translates into a thriving economy. Our district's a melting pot. It's a great place to find the staff you need. Spring Branch is working for business. Yours. Find out more at spmda.org. Hi, and welcome to Looped In. This is the Houston Chronicle podcast all about real estate. The dirt, the deals, the people, the places, it's all here. I'm Rebecca Schutz, housing reporter at the Houston Chronicle. And I'm Marissa Luck, real estate reporter at Houston Chronicle. Not too long ago, we did an episode about East River, this huge development just east of downtown where 150 acres, the equivalent of 60 city blocks is being designed into this development. But we were talking and there's so much more happening along the eastern edge of the bayou, of Buffalo Bayou, both north of it, which is Fifth Ward, and south of it, which is Second Ward. We just wanted to dedicate a whole episode to this. There is a news peg, which is Buffalo Bayou Partnership is breaking ground on an affordable housing complex. That's pretty interesting. We're going to do an interview with the president of the Buffalo Bayou Partnership. But first, we just wanted to give you like a little bit of a rundown of everything that's going on in Second Ward, also known as the East End. So you can get a feel for how much this area is about to transform. So we're going to start roughly west and go east to give you like an audio tour of sorts. Oh, yeah, of all, of all the the work that's happening there. I mean, obviously, yeah, there's yeah. projects happening all over Houston. But what is really interesting about this area is that historically, it was you know, very industrial. And it just wasn't seen as an area where you would have some swanky, cool, like retail development or apartments. So it's just, it's already been going through this transformation. And now it's just like, just on hyperdrive with all of these real estate projects that have been unfolding and kind of building off of one another. And it's going to look completely different in five years, in a decade, in 15 years, the whole fifth and second ward. So just to start, this is just an overview of some of the projects that we've covered or know about, and it's, it's not an exhaustive list, but here's just to give you an, a, an idea of just all the different stuff that's happening. So closer to downtown, Lovett Commercial just opened the Print House, which is a redevelopment of the old Houston Post building into like a CVS store, um, an office kind of retail building. And then one of the main entrances from downtown into the East End at the kind of near Canal Street and Navigation Boulevard, a Houston company called Trident Partners is building an apartment complex with some retail. The project is called The Mill. And then that's across the street from another new luxury apartment development that already opened during the pandemic called Fourth and Navigation. That's from a Chicago developer called Marquette. And then that's right next to a relatively new co-working outlet by Common Desk that's connected to a venue for Cidercade, which is like an arcade 
type of entertainment venue. Um, that, that Those were an adaptive reuse projects. Those both opened during the pandemic. And then we have some affordable housing already underway too. Um, so it's not just luxury apartments being added. On the northern edge of Buffalo Bayou, just west of Jensen, the Houston Housing Authority is building a mixed income apartment that's called the Bend at Edo. And it's if you go by, it's actually under construction now. It's supposed to have 430 units. It's going up directly across the street from East River, where they're building their apartment complex. So those are both rising up from the ground together. And if you go to the southern shore of the Buffalo Bayou, just a little bit to the east off of Middle Street, the Houston Housing Authority has another mixed income project called the Point at Bayou Bend, where there's going to be about another 400 affordable rental units. Yeah, and and the affordable units also are getting added. And it's not just um, by the Houston Housing Authority that's interested in affordability. There's also a variety of like private and nonprofit developers that are adding affordable units too within or mixed income units uh, within East River, which is Mm -hmm. in the northern side of the bio. There is going to be a component, um, a few uh, mixed income units within the Laura, which is a new apartment complex getting added in East River that we talked about in our last podcast. Overall, East River is this huge, like 150-acre redevelopment by Midway of a formal industrial site. And then the golf course slash restaurant, it's already open now that you can go to called East River 9. It's nice. It's on the northern side of the bayou. And then, of course, um, which we'll be getting more into today, On the other side of the bio, there's some mixed income units going in as part of this Buffalo Bio Partnership, um, East River Development. I feel like everyone knows Buffalo Bayou Park. That was a project by the Buffalo Bayou Partnership. And Buffalo Bayou Park is 160 acres along Buffalo Bayou. It's, you know, it's just like a place where a lot of people love to walk, jog, (laughs) ride their bikes, get engaged. You always see a few engagements going on there, but that's all on the Western side of town. So there's this 10 year plan to extend those trails through the Eastern side of town. This plan is pretty interesting because, because it's not going to be exactly the same as the Western side. So for one thing, there's already a few parks existing along Buffalo Bayou, and they're going to come up with a system of trails to connect them all. And then for another thing, While Buffalo Bayou Park is all sort of along the bayou, what they're calling Buffalo Bayou East is going to try to connect the communities to the bayou as well. So if you imagine a system of parks running along the shores, another different thing is they're going to make use of some of the industrial sites that already exist and try to make them more publicly accessible, incorporate them into parks, sort of preserve some of that history there. They're going to have like a facility where the Houston Public Library is going to move their Latino archives into. One thing that was not associated with Buffalo Bayou Park that we generally don't associate with parks or trails is affordable housing. And the reason for that is because, A, they just got a lot of feedback from the community. I think a lot of people are really worried about what all of this transformation is going to mean for the longtime residents. So they decided that was something they wanted to do. And then they also decided they wanted to do it near the beginning. And we can talk a little bit to Anne about why that is before they start doing all this other redevelopment. They're starting with the housing. So that'll be really interesting. Yeah. And I think that is what is so unique about a lot of the development on the East End is there is 
there's a lot of sensitivity around gentrification and not trying to displace residents. Now, the gentrifying, it's, it's already happening. It's sort of like no one can, <laughs> no one's able to fully stop it. But at least there's some sort of sensitivity around it, it seems like. And we'll see, you know, how much that actually works to retain residents there. But another project as well that is from a private development group is, co- is Concept Neighborhoods Redevelopment of the former WPM campus and some warehouses also on the East End. And they are kind of trying to sort of tap into or be aware of what Buffalo Biopartnership is doing too. They've already started some of the work, already done some of the work. There's um, some old warehouses that are kind of by a metro rail stop called the Coffee Plant Second Ward Metro Rail Stop in the East End. And they've already completed an adaptive reuse project of one of the buildings that they're calling the plant. And that's where Cafe Louis is. Um, There's uh, like a cool juice bar. There's Popston, which I think Rebecca's written about, uh, that has like very unique, very unique, like Mexican, such good popsicles. Uh, <laughs> I think inspired flavors. Anyways, lots of cute vintage shops there too. And it's right across from a new hope housing affordable project. So basically they recently bought a bunch of yeah. additional acreage and their goal is to build this walkable corridor along at least 17 acres, but really kind of influencing developments around their site. And the goal would be to kind of extend this corridor in the south from that metro rail stop all the way north. And it would hit it. Their their ownership ends right by Navigation Boulevard. But Navigation Boulevard itself, that part doesn't have that like cool linear park, the Esplanade. Yeah, where they do the farmer's markets and you'll see the container, the shipping containers. But the East End, the East End uh, District is trying to extend the Esplanade East. Um, so I think the goal would be that that Concept Neighborhoods project would kind of like help you feed into that Esplanade in the future. And then maybe um, the Buffalo Bio Partnership is also just north of Navigation Boulevard, um, north of Concept Neighborhoods project. There's a street called Velasco Street that... Uh, Buffalo Bio Partnership is considering possibly adding like green spaces and stuff like that. Although that's kind of up in the air. That's not technically part of their 10-year plan with the Buffalo Bio East Partnership. But the idea is that, you know, there's many, many things working together to try to bring about uh, affordable housing and more like connections to green space uh, for existing and future residents in, uh, in the East End. Yeah. What is... So interesting to me about Buffalo Bio Partnerships redevelopment is that the Western side of the bio redevelopment really fomented a lot of real estate development along the Western side of Buffalo Bio. Like if you go to Allen Parkway, you know, there's so many different apartment projects and little like offices and things like that. And just like it set off uh, a lot of investment in that side of the bio. And so the idea is that I think we're already seeing that the, the impact of Buffalo Bio Partnership's decision to invest in this part of the bio, it, it makes private developers, you know, more interested in this part. Every time I write about any real estate development going on in the East End, they always mention the Buffalo Bio Partnership's Eastern plan and just like how that will be so transformational and kind of like create another amenity and another reason for people to lease or buy or rent or whatever the space that they're building, whatever project it is. 
So without further ado, we're going to have Ann Olson, who's at the head of the Buffalo Bayou Partnership, come and talk to us a little bit about the overarching plan for Buffalo Bayou East and the specific affordable housing component of it and what all that'll include because it's both for renters and homeowners. It should be interesting. Thanks so much for joining us to tell us a little bit about your work on the eastern side of the Buffalo Bayou. Yes, we're delighted to be on the podcast. There's a 10-year master plan to transform this area in a number of different ways. Can you walk us through some of the first steps of that plan? Sure. The project is called Buffalo Bayou East, and the area extends from US 59 just outside downtown, all the way to the Port of Houston Turning Basin. Much of the work that Buffalo Bayou Partnership has done in the past, and our most notable projects are, of course, in downtown and west of downtown. But it was time to, you know, set our sights on uh, the area east of downtown. So in 2019, we issued a major master plan, and we are now beginning implementation of all the projects over a 10-year period. It's really possibly a three-decade-long project, but right now we're focusing on 10 years. So the overall projects include hike and bike trails, a major park expansion, affordable housing project, believe it or not, Mm -hmm. plus infrastructure improvements. So it's just not a park plan. I really view it as a community development plan. You're so kind as to take me and a photographer on a tour yesterday. And, you know, we could see that visually it'll be like a really interesting space. There's those iconic silos that will be part of it. There's areas that you'll probably develop beyond the 10-year plan, such as this water treatment facility that can be turned into this cool park with this historic water feature. Unlike Buffalo Bayou Park, which is 160 acres. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buffalo Bayou East will actually be a series of park spaces and green spaces connected by uh, this hike and bike trail. And in addition to the parks and trails, um, the project includes some really amazing former industrial sites like you just referenced. So the silos are these former gravel uh, silos We own a site called Turkey Bend, which is a former Mm -hmm. barge terminal with this incredible uh, waterfront wharf. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just such a unique part of town that so many people have never been over there. And when we do a lot of talks, people will say, well, where is this? And we always say the best landmark is Nympha's restaurant on Navigation Boulevard. Yes, everyone knows Nimfa's. Right. Such a I love the the red mortar between the stones. It's just uh-huh. so iconic. I was yeah. just like I I wonder I, I would really love to know who who came up with that decision, but I love it. There's like history that you're preserving um in Turkey Bend. There's like this really incredible graffiti that it sounds like there'll be some thought around. These neighborhoods such have such rich histories, the Fifth Ward and the Greater East End. So as much as we can highlight these incredible histories throughout the project, we want to do that. 
And mm-hmm. you mentioned the graffiti in the Turkey Bend warehouse. Mm-hmm. And we also have it all along the wharf. We are in the process, actually, of documenting the graffiti. And in the spring, we plan to have a symposium where we'll bring in experts to tell us a little bit about why artists do this and how we can preserve some of the graffiti that's at the site now. Everyone knows Buffalo um, Bayou Park, you know, the existing portion on the western side of town. And what's interesting is that this just has so much more scope. It's thinking much more broadly. When um, you guys got the kinder funding, mentioned that housing would be part of this plan. And people were like, oh, I'm so interested to hear about that. I think some people were just a little surprised. So can you talk a little bit about that and why that's one of the first pieces of this broader plan? Well, as I mentioned, we had a really strong and robust community engagement effort. We spent about two years going out and meeting with community members. And time and time again, we just heard of the need for affordable housing. And park projects like these sometimes have unintended consequences. And we own this 18-acre site, and we thought, you know, maybe the most beneficial thing we could do initially is to use this site for housing and not park space. But in the end, we actually are going to have about 11 acres of park space surrounding the housing And then it's very close to Tony Marone Park. So I think it's going to be incredibly unique housing site for Houston and that it will be situated among about 40 or 45, 50 acres of green space. But the project will be done in three phases. And on Saturday, December 3rd, a couple days coming up, we'll actually be breaking ground on the first phase, which is a multifamily project. 80 units. Um, It is a mixed income project, but 90% of it, 72 units will be affordable and eight units uh, market rate. So we're extremely excited about this because we're really um, have listened to the community and we feel we're doing what they found is a priority. That's awesome. So just want to like paint a mental picture for people. So this is right off of Lockwood, south of the bayou. There's 18 acres. There'll be three phases. They'll open right up to a park that will be a public park. So it's like your backyard, you know, is this gorgeous amenity. And first phase is an apartment building, 80 units. The second phase will be right next to it. Another apartment building of about 80 units, 90% affordable. So the first two phases are for renters and the third phase will be for homeowners. Right. And those will be townhomes and single family homes right. just to the east of these first two. Those will also be mixed income. Some will be right. affordable. Some will be market rate. I think um, how it's going to be situated will just be really, really unique because when you think of Buffalo Bayou Park, you know, you have Allen Parkway and Memorial Drive that really sever the park from the neighborhoods. So with this project, we're bringing the housing and the residents right up to the bayou. Mm -hmm. Um, So there'll be trails leading to the homes. Like you say, the park space will almost be like backyards. So we're really, really excited about that. I think I'm most excited 
about the single family. Yeah. And is, is the idea for the single family being built right next to a park means that you don't need as much backyard space? I think actually what we want to do is have courtyards where the housing would sort of face into these uh, courtyards. Oh. And we have what we call a green finger in the project. And these green fingers lead from Buffalo Bayou into the neighborhood adjacent to this site because there's a very intact neighborhood south of our housing site uh, between Navigation and Buffalo Bayou. And the green fingers are interesting because so there's this long park and then there's these parks coming out into the neighborhoods that connect the neighborhoods to the larger park. Right. We have done a lot of hike and bike trail development east to west but not a lot north to south. And that's what these green fingers are designed Mm -hmm. to do, to lead people from the Fifth Ward down to the bayou and then the greater east end up to the bayou. And you mentioned that each one of these phases is going to be mixed income to some degree. And we can talk about like what exactly that means for each phase. But why was that important? Again, getting back to the neighborhood, um, You know, this neighborhood is quickly gentrifying. There's no two ways about it. I've heard that the 7703 zip code is one of the fastest gentrifying neighborhoods in the country. I don't know if that's true or not, but I read it. 77023? 003. 003. Got it, got it. Yeah, the second ward. So, you know, the residents are nervous and they want to be able to remain in their neighborhoods. And I think the other thing I'd like to point out is in addition to our project, there's several other affordable Mm -hmm. housing projects taking place in the area. I think they're like three on Buffalo Bayou in addition to ours. And then New Hope Housing, for instance, just um, built a project south of uh, Navigation Boulevard. And then the Fifth Ward Community Redevelopment Corporation is renovating the old St. Elizabeth Hospital on Lyons Avenue. I mean, you're going to see residential neighborhoods sprouting up along Buffalo Bayou East. And I think it's really exciting. Um, all of them are mixed income. And so I think we're going to get a real concentration of affordable housing in this part of town. Yeah, which will be cool because, like you said, if you think of the west side of town, you think of Allen Parkway, a lot of it is really expensive. But I guess if you could unpack just for people listening, the decision to do mixed income as opposed to like all low income. Well, I think it's just a great idea to have people of all backgrounds live together. And I think you see this a lot more in other cities. And Houston just seems to be quite segregated in terms of people living in certain neighborhoods. And I just think it's a real benefit, I think. And I don't have all the statistics, but I just feel that um, schools can be improved. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just great, especially if we can retain the culture of the Greater East End and the Fifth Ward and that people who move into the neighborhood can experience that. One of the things that people often talk about when they're talking about affordable housing is like, what does affordable mean? My understanding is that for the rentals, you know, like 90% of them will be affordable 
And that'll be affordable to people making between like 30% and 80%. 80% would be yeah. a majority being around 60%. And um, what that equates to is about uh, $54,000 for a family of four um, at the 60% level. So uh, we think the percentages are pretty good. And that will pertain just not to the first phase, but to the second phase as well. And then the third phase will be single family homes, townhomes. I forget how many. About 80 and 40, 40 will be market rate and 40 will again be affordable. And it'll be the half that will be affordable will be affordable for people making 80% of the Houston area's median income up to market. And one of the other interesting things about those affordable homes is they will be permanently affordable, even when they're sold to the next family. And the way they do that is through something called a land trust. So the land will be in a trust, meaning that you only pay for and pay taxes on the structure. This sort of mechanism means that even if land values skyrocket, Hopefully the homes will be sort of protected and insulated. There'll probably be a cap on how much the price can appreciate every year. And so those homes will be permanently affordable, which is different than uh, some of the other affordable home ownership programs you see in the city. Exactly. And we're working with the city right now on how that might work. Um, things are a little bit up in the air in terms of the Houston Land Trust. We may be able to get permanent affordability by using another land trust um, created by Avenue CDC. And I should point out that Avenue CDC and Covenant Community Capital, another um, community development corporation, will actually be building uh, this housing, this single family housing. And what we've done is we have given them a list of architects because design is really important to us. And they will be selecting, they'll be interviewing the architects and then uh, getting back to us. We'll, and then we'll all decide. So we're really excited. Um, for me personally, I'd really like uh, the bungalows to reflect, you know, the vernacular of the neighborhoods in the East End. Yeah. The permanently affordable single family home is something that's like pretty new to Houston. So it's exciting to see that take form in different ways. Could do a whole other podcast on what's going on with the Houston Community Land Trust, but it is like a, a super interesting model. And there's all sorts of applications for, you know, whether it's for new homeowners or for preventing displacement, you know, finding ways to sort of protect people from rising land values, I think is right. going to become important. The other phase I didn't mention is our phase two project. Listeners might wonder why we're oh, going yes. phase one that and phase three. Also interesting. And phase two is actually going to sit in the middle of phase one and phase three. Uh, but that is slated to become senior housing. And uh, right now we don't have the funding for that. Um there are some issues with the Texas General Land Office um, in terms of the funding that Houston received, but we pretty much have the complex all designed. And again, we heard very strongly from the neighborhood people the need for senior housing as well. 
the timeline for that is a little bit up in the air because, I mean, I'm sure some listeners have been following how the disaster recovery funds tied to Harvey were first being overseen by the city and then the GLO, the state sort of took it back. And that's the funding that was going to be used for this in particular. And we were going to receive 4% federal tax credits and those went away when the city lost the GLO money. So we were uh, rather disappointed to say the least, but we have the design and uh, we'll be ready to go when we secure the funding. Yeah. So sometimes I think some of these battles seem like abstract, but Real people are caught in the middle. But we're just thrilled that we've been able to accomplish what we have in terms of the uh, affordable housing. The whole process of securing funding is really, really difficult, Mm -hmm. very time consuming. And I should mention, uh, because we're not a housing developer, we are partnering with a firm called Brinshore, and they are affordable housing developer based out of Chicago. And they've been great to work with. They're also working with a group in the Golfton community on a project as well. Connect Community is the name of that organization. This housing is part of this very ambitious 10-year transformation of the area. So how does funding for all this work? So it's a $310 million project, believe it or not. Uh, one of Houston's largest park projects ever. And we were lucky enough to receive a $100 million grant from Mm -hmm. Houston's Kinder Foundation, uh, the largest gift that's ever been given to a park in the city. Um, Harris County is putting in $24 million. The city is putting in $84 million. And this is just not cash that they're turning over to us, but these are projects For instance, a road that we need to get to Tony Marone Park in the housing project. Uh, Hike and bike trails. We're building two pedestrian bridges that they're contributing to. And then Buffalo Bayou Partnership is responsible for $184 million, $100 million of that coming from the Kinder Foundation. And then $36 million included parks and trails we had already done. And then we actually have to go out and raise an additional $50 million. So we're not off the hook yet. We still have to raise $50 million. Oh, I didn't realize that for the first 10 years. But it's a huge investment. Yeah. So congrats on the groundbreaking on Saturday. Thank you. So that's the first part to break ground. And then what are the other things people should be looking forward to? Well, several other projects. Um will take place in 2023, Jaffa Creek Phase 1. And I didn't mention that or describe that, but that's a tributary that leads from the bayou up into the Fifth Ward. So it's a very important connection for us. But um, we'll be breaking ground on that in the first quarter of next year, and it should be done by December of 2023. So that's exciting. That's an existing sitting park that you're adding a meadow yeah. to and adding trails to. And I didn't realize that it was a, that Jaffet Creek was a freshwater spring. Um, I was like, Oh, how cool. Yeah. It's really a sweet little Creek. And I didn't mention that at our Turkey Ben warehouse site and navigation, the Houston public library will be putting in 
and Hispanic Archive and Research Center. Yes. And uh, we hope to get that underway by the end of 2023. So next year is a critical year for us. Well, looking forward to hearing more about things as they progress. Um, we, we just had a new photographer join staff and she's written a book on graffiti and LA and when she came and saw this warehouse she was just blown away so I know we'll be looking for updates on that and thank you so much for your time this has been lovely thank you to our guest Ann Olson for taking the time to chat if you ever want to send an idea for a podcast or just say hi you can reach out on Facebook or Twitter I'm at R-A Shoots that's R-A-S-C-H-U-E-T-Z and I'm at Marissa Lex 7 And on our show notes, if you go to HoustonChronicle.com slash looped in, we'll have links to not only our story on the Buffalo Bayou Partnership's groundbreaking, but to our previous stories on other developments in the area and a map of what's going on with Concept Neighborhood and the Buffalo Bayou Partnership. Thanks to our print editors, Gabby Banks and Rob Gavin. Scott Kingsley is our producer. Thanks to Farrell Gibbs and his band, All the Kimonos, for the theme music. Until next time.